Welcome to The Conversation. This podcast is produced by QSource as part of Medicare's quality improvement organization efforts to share information, educate clinical staff, and encourage improvement through best practices. Each episode discusses a topic that is timely and applicable to you, your staff, and patients. The COVID-19 pandemic resulted in a disproportionate impact on the long-term care setting for residents and staff. In this episode, the conversation will explore the leadership challenges brought on by the pandemic. Quality Improvement Advisor Angelita Hendrickson leads a conversation with Scott Gibson, Assistant Administrator of Essex Nursing Home in Louisville, Kentucky, who describes his own story of being new to the role of Long-Term Care Assistant Administrator right as COVID began in 2020 and how he managed the evolution of change for himself, his residents, their families, and his staff. He also shares advice for new leaders in managing change and overcoming leadership challenges. Now, let's get this conversation started. So Scott, thanks for joining us today. Uh, Can you tell us a little bit about yourself before we get into the conversation? Sure, Uh, my name is Scott Gibson. I am currently an assistant administrator at Essex Nursing and Rehab in Louisville, Kentucky. I am a licensed nursing home administrator uh, and have been for just about two years. Uh, Before that, I worked with the Kentucky QIO for 15 years and uh, in that, I uh, worked with nearly 300 nursing homes in the state at any given point in time. So I've been in just about every nursing home in this state and I've been all over the place. Wow, that's remarkable. Okay, well, let's get into the conversation. Please share with our audience uh, your introduction to long-term care as an administrator, or or better yet, share your baptism by fire? Uh, Well, sure. I was a, um, I wasn't even licensed at the point uh, that this story begins. Uh, My career started in 2019 as an assistant administrator, and I uh, had about three or four months of experience in the building when COVID hit. Uh, That was back in March of 2020 when we started seeing all of the news, when we started getting from corporate office, home office, the memos about what to do as far as masking and making sure we were the proper distance apart. Um, On top of all of that, not being licensed yet, still an assistant administrator, Uh, My administrator in that building decided it was a great time to take a 16-day vacation um, moments before we found all of this information out. Uh, Of course, no fault of his own. He didn't know this was coming, just like none of us did. Um, But it really was, as you said, a baptism by fire because I was in a 186-bed facility, uh, not licensed. I did have good support again from home office, uh, but COVID just kind of came at all of us and we were not prepared. Yeah, it's pretty remarkable that you all, you know, stayed par for the course. Um, how did you do it? What what made you stay? Uh, well, at that point in time, uh, I was a part of the team. Uh, you know, I wanted to be there for the team uh, I didn't want to just give up and 
say, okay, see you later to the residents and to the staff. Uh, you know, I was in it for the long haul. Of course, we didn't realize just what a long haul it was going to be. Uh, but yeah, you know, you, you don't just jump ship just because you have a challenge that uh, comes to you. Right. You know, um, I guess what, you know, coming into a new role as you were and then being faced with a pandemic, um, what do you wish that you had known or could have asked, you know, um, as you were embarking on this <laughs> adventure, if you will? Right. Uh, I guess how quickly can I become an RN and start traveling? <laughs> would have been my first question. Um, but honestly, I, I just really I wish we could have had a crystal ball to know exactly what was coming. What is COVID? Um, given my background, given the position that I had, I can't imagine what else I would be doing either way, but at least I may have been a little more mentally and emotionally prepared. Uh, I think we did a wonderful job handling COVID. Uh, there's no way to not have an outbreak. Um, a lot of that is even out of our hands once you get down to it. Um, infection control is another. You, you, you have to have strong infection control policies. I can't imagine a building that would still be open today if they don't have those strong infection control policies and procedures in place. If somebody out there is newly licensed and they're looking to uh, get a job in a nursing home, I would probably focus on questions about those infection control policies for sure. Who's in charge of infection control? Um, who's creating and updating those policies? Is that something that the administrator has to do? Do you have a strong infection preventionist? Um, who's tracking community transmission rates? Those keep fluctuating. Uh, who oversees the reporting? Because you have to do a lot of reporting to the CDC through NHSN. Uh, how often and why are you testing your staff and your residents and even visitors? A lot of those questions focused on the infection control right now is a major focus. You still need to focus on everything else we always have, but infection control is a huge piece, even with survey. Right, and it's not going away anytime soon. Not at all. Are there any um, particular tools or resources that you found personally beneficial or maybe that uh, the corporate office shared with you all to use that you can think of? Uh, well, definitely we've had uh, great leadership from our home office, from the corporate team. Uh, we have had more than 90 guidances released that tell us what we need to do. What is our policy on this? What is our procedure for this? A lot of it is based on the science. A lot of it is based on what's coming from CMS and the CDC. Uh, a lot of it's coming from state guidance as well. Um, so that's been very helpful. Uh, I can't pinpoint one particular thing that's been a, an amazing tool, but those guidances have been, um, I mean, they've been a lifesaver, honestly. Uh, I'm also a part of um, Facebook and LinkedIn group for licensed administrators. 
and I highly recommend those. Um, from time to time, there's spam. Somebody's trying to sell their new book on what it's like to be an administrator, or here's 10 tips on building census. Uh, but really, both of those groups have uh, folks who are brand new or they've been in the industry for years and years and they still have questions or they have advice um, and it's a good tool to kind of go to every couple of weeks and say what's new what's the conversation now um, i've actually within those groups within the facebook group at least uh, i have been alerted to cms memos that i didn't get maybe from home office for the next couple of days uh, just because CMS doesn't send out this big email to everybody saying, hey, we've produced this new memo. Right. Uh, so that's kind of given me a leg up on reading it, trying to absorb that information as well. Uh, and I highly recommend to anybody uh, become a part of the trade association. In Kentucky, it's KAHCF or Leading Age. Um, I'm a member of uh, KAHCF, the regulatory committee. And so that's been a very valuable tool as well uh, in staying up to date with all the new guidances, the new regulations, um, any updates coming from CMS. Yeah, here in Indiana, um, the uh, Indiana Healthcare Association has a weekly uh, COVID call on Thursdays where all of the skilled facilities, assisted livings can call in and they have um, updates from the state, they have updates from their association, and then QSource has been also uh, partnering and being on those calls um, as well, giving up NHSN updates, things like that. So, um, and there is well over 300 facilities attending easily every week. So I feel like that's been a huge benefit for the state of Indiana. So um, it's good to hear that you uh, and others are reaching out in on social media to find that um, camaraderie, if you will, you know, and uh, especially during the times when it feels like you're the lone wolf out there uh, surviving. Absolutely. So um, how do you take care of yourself in order to take care of your staff and your residents? Uh, well, I think that's a great question. It's very important to take care of yourself uh, inside and outside of this building. Um, I love spending time with my family. I have two kids uh, going into third and sixth grade, which I just can't believe. Um, any any time with them, even if we're not participating in the same activity, just being in the same room with them is uh, therapeutic and calming most of the time. Um, I love to be outdoors. I love to hike. Um, my family and I just took a trip to Maine, a big, I think, eight day road trip to Maine. Uh, went up into Acadia National Park and hiked for a few days. It was gorgeous, even with some of the fog rolling in. Um, I'm planning a trip, hopefully in a few months, with some friends to go to either Colorado or Idaho to do some hiking. We haven't decided which uh, destination yet. And um, reading. I, I love to read, whether it's an audio book or 
an actual physical book in my hand. Um, I think I've read this year about 85 books so far. Wow. So <laughs> the right, the commute from home to work is sort of my time. Mm -hmm. uh, and so I'll put on a, a book, audio book, and I'll listen to that. Uh, when I get home, if I can't fall asleep, I'll, I'll pull something up on the phone or, you know, go in the living room and read. Uh, so that's that's what I like to do to just be in in my own mind and, and kind of quit thinking about the real world for a little while. Right. Um, as an organization, were there anything that you all did that uh, encouraged the staff self-care? Was that did you all come together as a group? to have opportunity to, what I say, uh, vent, cuss, cry, laugh, you know, <laughs> spit, whatever that is, you know, and look like that they had a safe place to to land and, and talk about what they were going through during this time. Right, right. I, I can't say that we've had any sort of an... Uh, a, a place like you said to to come in and vent and cuss, um, <laughs> but we, but that's not a bad idea, honestly. Um, we we do have an open door policy, so oftentimes I'll be in my office working on something, and somebody will come in and just close the door, uh, and we'll talk. Yeah. Uh, as far as large groups, we do have our uh, two daily meetings for department heads. Uh, there is some venting there. Uh, which is also encouraged as long as we focus on everything else we need to. Um, but I, I do think that's healthy um, because if you're not talking about what's going wrong, you can't fix those things. Um, as far as laughing and having fun, we've got an amazing uh, activities department here and we have been on field trips. We were actually just featured. I saw the magazine yesterday in the Kentucky Humane Society's, uh, I guess, quarterly magazine. We took uh, a busload of our folks to um, a horse park mm -hmm. uh, and they got to pet the horses and, and walk around the farm there for a couple hours and we had lunch under a tree. Uh, we've had on these hot days in the summer, a day that we played with water guns and water balloons. Uh, and that was great for the staff to get out and just get drenched for 20, 30 minutes while the residents were laughing and having fun as well. Um, and we do have, uh, like I said, I can't talk uh, bad about our home office. Um, they have started, I believe last year, this uh, great resource every month they send us ideas on how to build morale and just start conversations with staff um last month i believe it was uh i'm muffin without you oh. and so we handed out muffins uh we've done yeah. trivia and if you get all the trivia questions right you get a candy bar you know um just little things like that um i think that that goes a long way those those times where we're having fun with the residents. It's not just focused on all the very serious things. Right, right. I agree. You know, you've had a 
many challenging days be behind you and is there one day that you can recall that really stands out where you stood in amazement of your staff and your team and and what they did and pulled off um i'll i'll be truthful i thought about that question for a little while and i did some math before this call uh from march 6th 2020 which is when the very first memo was handed to me that we need to start taking COVID seriously. It's starting to hit uh, in places like Washington. You know, we're starting to see the effects of COVID in nursing homes. From that date until today, it's been 880 days. So I don't know if I can pinpoint a single day right. in that 880 days that has has stood out to me. Um, I'm lucky that we've got an amazing staff here at Essex. Uh, I'm I'm day in and day out in awe of our team and what they do. Um, I can say that several of the staff here have been here more than 20 years and some more than 30. Wow. So they are a dedicated staff. Um, in my previous building, I worked in the memory care unit during COVID. That's where our big outbreak took place. Uh, social distancing didn't exist in that environment uh, and it spread pretty quickly. Day in and day out in that summer heat, the team came together to give the best care that we could to those residents. Um, people were in tears. People were going home just drenched in sweat, uh, worn out from the day's work, coming back the very next day with a smile on their face. So again, I'm I'm in awe of the teams that I've worked with. Um, that's probably the best I can do for that question. Okay, that's that's fair enough. So I know that you are very familiar with the quality improvement organization and, and what we do and how we support uh, the skilled buildings across the state. Um, was there any um, particular um, support that you received from the quality improvement organization um, since going through the pandemic? Uh, yeah, I've actually in my career here worked as interim administrator for three different buildings. So I've kind of moved around from place to place a little bit uh, while being truly housed in the building I'm in right now. Um, we have used the QIO, but not quite like I thought how we would. Uh, I worked with the QIO for 15 years. And I thought from day one I was going to step in and we were going to be a part of that. Uh, I've subscribed to the newsletter and, uh, you know, listen to some of those uh, podcasts and, and meetings and different things as well uh, from the Kentucky QIO. Um, but we did have during an outbreak at another building when I was interim administrator there. Uh, we reached out to the QIO and they helped with some of the policies and procedures for um, the infection control. Looking at, we wanted an outside eye to kind of come in and say, 
here's what we're doing right, here's what we're doing wrong. Um, and they had a lot of good tools for us to go in and, and just audit folks, you know, put our eyes on them and say, are you washing your hands correctly? Are you donning and doffing correctly? Uh, and it was good to kind of have that outside eye. And that and that's really what QSource has been doing the majority of their uh, focus since the pandemic is when um, facilities have had outbreaks. Um, that's what our team has been going in and doing is uh, reviewing their uh, practices, their infection prevention practices, looking at staff competencies and things of that nature. So it kind of goes hand in hand. And being that, like you said, uh, looking at it from a different set of eyes and being able to share with them best practices and lessons learned as we um, uh, work throughout the state of, of Indiana. So can totally understand that. So, well, I really appreciate your time today, Scott. It's been very enlightening. And and um, is there any last words of the of the wise you would like to share with us? Um, you know, uh, as you face these leadership challenges every day? Uh, well, sure, I think any leader needs to realize that they may not be the smartest person in the room. I had this discussion with one of my nurses the other day. If you walk into the room and you're the smartest person in the room, then you're in the wrong room. Uh, I have a team of nurses. I have a team of social workers uh, that surround me day in and day out that know more about their particular position and their duties and and how to help the residents in their own way than I ever will. Um, we all have our specific set of tools that we work from uh, and to not listen to them when they are they, the experts for that content, um, that's doing a disservice to not only the residents, but to your team as well. Um, other advice I'd probably give, stay calm. Uh, COVID is, not fun. Uh, it's hard to deal with quarantining and isolating everyone and dealing with all of the aspects of COVID. Uh, I can say it's terrible, but stay calm. Be the rock that your team is looking to, uh, even if you don't have all the answers. Right. Great advice. Thank you, Scott. I really appreciate this conversation. Yeah, thank you very much. Thank you for joining the conversation. If you found this conversation of interest, we encourage you to join the conversation by visiting us online at qsource.org forward slash podcast. The conversation was produced by QSource, the Quality Innovation Network, Quality Improvement Organization for Indiana, under a contract with the Center for Medicare and Medicaid Services. Contents does not necessarily reflect CMS policy.